not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I am Chris, and with me as always is my tournament-fighting, fire-breathing co-host, Sam. Oh, I preferred being the contestant that had like the messed-up mouth behind the uh, thing. Can we, can we do that again? Sorry. Oh, uh, the one yeah, with the okay. four arms. Could I have one that's more, more exciting, please? <sighs> With me, as always, is my co-host who dies in the first round of the tournament because he's just being a little bitch. It's Sam. <laughs> Here I am. Feel ready now. That's it. Much better. What are we talking you about this week? would die in the first round. What are we talking about uh, this well, week? Well, I don't know what we're talking about this. I don't know what the main to- uh, topic is, but we did just get a Mortal Kombat trailer. We did. We've also got a Justice League trailer. We did. We got some other trailers and there's little bits of news so we're trying to figure out um sh- should we do the classic uh what is it w y y b y by w b y y b b b b b b b b b b that section i mean we would but normally we would jump straight into that section but first i want to just like it's funny because people that are listening to this episode is going to know what this episode's kind of going to be about for the main topic but you have no idea I have no idea. I've basically, as Chris suggested, it's been a really slow week this week in terms of releases. We've not really watched much. We didn't watch that movie that we joked about watching. What was I it? watched it. Well, you watched it. Space Sweepers. <laughs> Space awesome. Sweepers. Yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, um, it was all right, you know, but it's definitely not worth an episode. No. So what we've what <laughs> um, I've ended I was up surprised doing. when Richard Armitage was in it playing the main villain. All oh, right. Okay. You know um, Thorin Oakenshield from yeah, The Hobbit? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, mm, Interesting. Um, but yeah, I've basically, I've found a, a topic that links in a little bit with um, the ma- like the trailers and stuff from this week. So um, all I'm going to ask you, Chris... Are we talking about one of my favourite fighting games of all time? We will, and I want that to be the last trailer that you cover off, if that's okay. Okay. And what else have you been watching this week? Uh, what else have I been watching? Um, I watched Firefly Lane on Netflix. Okay. Um, I gave it a 5 out of 10 just because it was well acted. <laughs> right, okay, great. Um, <laughs> it's got um, Catherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk in it. Okay. Uh, Sarah Chalk, you'll remember, is Elliot from Scrubs. Okay, uh, um, the, the TV show that everyone hypes about that I've never watched. I love it. And after watching it, and I know it's coming to star on Disney+, Plus, I'm definitely re-watching it. Nice. Um, it's one of my favourite comedies of all time. I also watched Crime Scene, The Vanishing in the Sic- uh, Sicil Hotel. Oh, my girlfriend's been watching that. Um, someone goes missing in a water tower, basically, isn't it? Someone dies in a water well, tower. Well, yeah, that's the reveal at the end of the series, yeah. Oh, that's the end of the series, um, oops. Well, well, about halfway through. There's only four episodes. I think it's the yeah. end of episode two. They drop that on you. Yeah, or the beginning of episode three. Seems interesting. Um, and someone in the uh, podcast group that we like to sit in was part of it as well. That was we're in the well, uh, the Planet Broadcasting Great Mates group, which is fun. In no way affiliated with ourselves, but it's just yeah, a good little uh, Facebook group to be in. Apparently, he like helped produce it in some way, and I'm not sure. I am going to reach out on uh, to him. Maybe, maybe we talk to him on a podcast at some point. Maybe. Um, I mean, that's that a, that's company a have idea. done that company have done quite a few of the big Netflix documentaries <gasps> at the moment. Well, maybe Chris, maybe I'm you just, know that not got round. No, to... you know that new episode. You know that new show format that we've been talking about that we've not really told listeners uh, about yet. Yes, maybe maybe that's an idea for that. So maybe you do reach out. It is future it is. person. I wanted to who speak to you about it, but <laughs> I haven't got round to. I just didn't get round to talking to you personally about it, but yep. Well, if he's if he's from he's, if he's from the land of the Aussies, mate, then potentially reaching out to him I after this episode recording could well, be he, the perfect time of day for him. He lives in the US. He lives in New York. Even better, he's a producer. Even better. Um, no, it'll be an antisocial uh, time for him. No, it'll be middle of the day. <laughs> I don't know my time zones. What else have you been watching? Is that it? <laughs> um. Oh, I've been working through season one of snowpiercer as well oh right i thought you finished that 
No, I never got around to finishing it, so uh, I thought I'd start with season two starting. What's I just want to see Sean Bean. Um, um, he's good, isn't it? Going back to it, I'm really not as interested as I was in the first few episodes. Yeah, it kind um, of becomes a bit cheesy, I think. It just gets a bit dull in the middle, and they're drawing out like plots and stuff like that, which... And you can see a lot of the plot I'd, twists coming straight away, to be fair. Yeah, they're not really plot twists. It's just it's just a bit of a meandering plot. It's a um, bit like, oh, now know, the characters like Sarah know Connelly. about it. I like Sarah Connolly, and is it uh, David Gibbs, I think his name is? The main, um, the main I guy. I like those two, yeah. And that's pretty much all I like about it. You'll, <laughs> you'll notice that one of the... Um, what are those... What are the people called the security team? I can't remember what they're called. Uh, I can't remember. The guy with the melty face. Uh, or the the older, um, like grey haired guy. Yeah, no, he's like a bald, he's got like an accent. I think he's got like an Australian accent. Yeah, he, he's just got like a really thin bit of hair in the middle. Yeah, he's <laughs> a really like, thin comb back. Yeah. He's, he's um, Scottish, isn't he? That's it, it the, that's the, it. He's Scottish or yeah, Irish, isn't he? Blonde woman, Scottish as well. I think. Yeah. Oh, he's no, no, he's Irish. He's Irish. Okay. Yeah. She's Scottish. Yeah, she is Scottish. Yeah. He's a he's a villain in quite a lot of stuff. To be fair. Yeah, he's like when you can't get Ed (laughs) Harris, uh, you do you don't have the budget for Ed Harris, you get that guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? Um, no, that's really it. Oh, I finished Demon Slayer. Okay, great. Um, it's great. And I really want to watch the film so bad now. Um, cool. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. What have you been watching, Sam? Uh, I know wa- you said you haven't been watching much. But, but watching Snowpiercer. So I'm on season two. So I'm watching the uh, the Sean Bean averse at the minute with him in it. Um, it's okay. Season two is okay. It takes some interesting twists and turns that are a bit different. And they introduce a, um, a, a frostbitten character, which is quite interesting, who is mm. um, called uh, Icy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, why you, wasn't his name bobsled oh my god <laughs> but you have uh you have sean bean and obviously sean bean when he's in stuff like this and you know how cheesy it has is. he not died yet no surprisingly not he's not died yet um he's killed people actually he's done the reverse of it so there you go nothing nobody mm-hmm. of note though before you you worry in oh uh, one thing i was surprised about was um the main dude's love interest uh, getting iced. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, I wasn't expecting that to happen like halfway through season one. Mm. I thought she would have made it out. Doesn't she suffer really bad frostbite or something? Um, yeah, so Sarah Connolly's... I can't remember any of the characters' names. This is exactly my point. I'm, are we, are we going off on a bit of a tangent here? <laughs> uh, a little bit, but... So she is interrog- interrogating and she's freezing her fingers and stuff like that, and then... She freezes her own hand to smash her hand to try and kill. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty gnarly way to go. Anyway, I see Bob. Smashing your own hand. The point point I was getting at is you can imagine how this show is, and then you've got Sean Bean saying, Bring out Icy Bob. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it is, he's just just so British in this, and he just stands out like a sore thumb. But uh, a very, very, and actually, an entertaining sore thumb. Um, we're clearly dragging out this section because we've not got much else to talk about and then we'll get to the main topic and then we'll have too much to talk about Um, what else have I watched? I've been watching Vikings again I'm continuing through Vikings it's brutal right now you've seen your first Blood Angel as well haven't you? yeah I've seen the first Blood Eagle and then Blood Eagle that's the one I've seen a guy get something stabbed into his face wrapped around a tree and then get his intestines pulled out. So that was pretty brutal as well. <sighs> yes, um, I like how it's kind of leading up to almost end um, the the you know I mean not spoilers I guess, but it's a pretty old TV show, and I'm not going to say when or how it happens. But I like how it's kind of coming to a point where it feels as though it's going to cap Ragnar's story off, and then it's going to turn into Bjorn's story. And mm-hmm. I think I see that from the promo art anyway, because I see Bjorn ended up yeah. looking more like Ragnar, and uh, he's got a weird thing going on with the uh, the Chinese girl slave at the minute, and that's where I'm up to. 
Um, so yeah, it, it's a good, it's pretty good. I enjoy it quite a lot. I have to watch it with subtitles because there's weird language switchovers. What I really find interesting about Vikings is how it does languages actually, because yes. I'm at that bit where um, Rolo is in Paris, right? And it's interesting how the they speak French to show that he doesn't understand what they're saying, but then as soon as he starts speaking French, it's like everyone then speaks English, and it's almost yeah. like. Yeah, now that every now that now that Rolo understands what everyone's saying, you don't have the need for having another language anymore. Yeah, they did that like in the early seasons as well when Ragnar first goes over to the oh, to England. Yeah, and they've got the Anglo-Saxon language. Yeah, yeah, because they're speaking old Anglo. Like that's not English English. So like normally they would just have them speaking English, and like we would understand them. But I loved the way that they did that, and like you said, like. It's either, like, if you've seen the scene from the English perspective, they'll speak, like, normal English, and the Vikings will be speaking, like, something wonky. Yeah. Like, it, it's so cool. Like, yeah, they're speaking, like, old the way Norse, aren't they? So. But that's fun. Yeah, that's uh, it's a good TV series. I'm going to be a bit sad when it when it finishes, because I'm assuming that it's done now, isn't it? Was that the last season that came uh, out recently? Or Yeah, the last season. I'm not sure if it's finished airing yet. The second part of the last season. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, that'll be fun. Um, I've, I've got like a season and a half left of it to watch, so I need to tune back in. Yeah. And then that's it. Shall we move on to news? Yeah, bro. Cool. Right. Uh, news, news me up. Newsy McNews news. Um, I've got a couple of bits and bobs. Um, I don't like I guess it's been a slow, slow week slow burn for news this week so mm-hmm. uh first of all going back to stuff that kind of came out towards uh the beginning of the week uh we got a casting for captain marvel 2 uh which would usually mean that it's gonna be filming sometime soon because what normally happens is they release the casting and then they go into like pre-production and filming pretty soon after um yeah. but um and also, just just really quickly, while we're talking about hearing about ca- casting for Captain Marvel two, it's still so weird that we've not heard anything about Eternals yet. Uh so keep thinking about this. I feel like they might be gearing up to something because on the Marvel Entertainment YouTube channel, which they cover the comic books and the like, everything Marvel on there, they this week put out a video of like a beginner's guide to who the Eternals are. Oh, uh, okay. So it's probably going to come out. So, so do you I reckon... feel like they might be testing the waters and getting people a bit more adapted to it? Yeah, and it seems like the multiverse stuff is going to hit pretty, pretty hard. With yeah. um, if you've been watching WandaVision and stuff like that, it's kind of alluding to it. Wonder, Wonder Vision, um, Vision, which we get closer and closer to our big old uh, Wonder Vision episode. I bet you can't wait to do that. <sighs> But it's anyway, literally all I've been thinking about every week. Yeah, but um, yeah, no. Uh, Zor Z- Zawi Zor Ashton has uh, been tapped to play the villain in the Captain Marvel sequel, the villain. So we had a little yeah. bit of a speculation of who this could be, um, and also, I mean, do you know? Have you seen her in stuff before? Yeah, she's a like I've seen her more comedy stuff in the UK. So she was in Fresh Meat. She was in Misfits. Um, but the last couple of years, she's been getting like a lot more support in roles in films and stuff. Yeah, so it's good to see her get like a big break like this because, like, she was someone for me that I've seen her in loads of like, like I said, E4 shows all the time, and like she was pretty damn good in them. And then she just sort of disappeared. I feel like she might have been in one of the skin series a little bit as well, mm-hmm. but maybe not one of the main characters. Um, but then she sort of disappeared. But it's because she was doing all these indie films that I just haven't seen. Okay. Cool. Um, who she could be playing uh, from CBR.com uh, could be Deathbird. Uh, Deathbird is an X-Men villain. Um, Deathbird is a banished member of some royalty cast from her home world, blah, 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 blah. Uh, not very known, I don't think. Um, could be playing Moonstone. Uh, Moonstone is one of the masters of evil. Dark Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um and then also someone said that she could be playing Mystique. But we were talking about this and it's like, hell, how do you put Captain Marvel against Mystique? 
Yeah, like, and the... she's already faced off against Skrulls, so she's used to taking out shapeshifters, so, like, her only advantage has gone straight away. Yeah, well, that's it. We kind of had that in Captain Marvel 1, so to have another kind of, oh, you're actually up against your, an enemy that you wouldn't know is your enemy kind of thing is a bit... It's, a, it's already been done. One thing that I'm seeing people say as well is maybe Queen Vernak, Vernak. Maybe mm-hmm. um, she's a queen of the scrolls, but it's like a zealot subsection of the scrolls. So that might be an interesting way to maybe lead into the secret invasion show that they've announced. Mm. Um, as to why there is a secret invasion going on, because at the moment all the scrolls that we know are all good guys, aren't they? Yeah. So that might be one way of bringing it in. I'm seeing people say rogue, maybe as well. That'd so be an rogue is. Yeah like really ingrained with the Captain Marvel mythos because when Captain Marvel is Ms. Marvel, she teams up with the X-Men a couple of times and Rogue accidentally ends up stealing her powers and that's how Rogue... Because do you know anything about Rogue? Uh, well, yeah, I know that she, um, she she absorbs powers when she touches people, doesn't yeah. she? So. Yeah, normally she doesn't keep them. So normally like she'll absorb powers in a fight and she'll use them for the fight, but she took them from Ms. Marvel and nearly killed Ms. Marvel. Um but she ended up keeping her powers of like flight, super strength, and I think energy manipulation at one point as well. Mm. Um, so we could <laughs> see like maybe like an accidental villain in Rogue, cool. uh, which would open up to the X Men. Uh, there was a new announcement that Marvel Studios is releasing a new show on Disney Plus called Marvel Studios Assembled, uh, and I believe it's starting with the making of WandaVision. So it's a bit yeah, like the Disney th- Gallery thing. Yeah, it's it's all the behind the scenes of upcoming projects. So I think this starts the week after One Division ends. So kind of um, running parallel with Falcon Winter Soldier, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. So they said they're going to cover the um, One Division, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, and behind the scenes of Black Widow and a sneak peek look at the Hawkeye series as well behind the scenes. I'm actually quite intrigued by this because the behind the scenes stuff that they did for Disney Gallery uh, and the Mandalorian one was really good. I remember like Mm -hmm. watching the hour long special of that on Christmas Day and pausing it a lot when I was watching it with my dad and me and like, wow, you know, that's really cool and that's really cool. And it's you actually it's not just like when you watch the Revenge of the Sith behind the scenes on the Blu-ray. It's like it's way more in depth and it's like a lot like because it's a full show and it's got like a full budget it's not just like some bloody person who works in lucasfilm that you never hear about who says right just compile all this behind the scenes stuff together please for the for the extras it's like actually yeah. takes the time to go through it and gives it a bit of like um i loved season one of that where they did like the the round tables with the directors oh, and stuff like that the, the dave the filoni cast. the dave filoni speech about the prequels <laughs> yes, yes. Literally, like I, I would like to see stuff like that, or at least like a lot of cast interviews and stuff, because there are loads of cast interviews for One Division out there. Mm. Um, maybe just have Kevin Feige in a room with them talking about yeah. stuff. Well, it's quite an interesting move because a lot of like in the same post, someone was talking about how we've kind of seen the death of behind the scenes stuff throughout um last year because obviously a lot of stuff hasn't been in production and things have been pushed back and it's obviously not been the same with with covid and stuff and being able to do all this sort of stuff even though the gallery did like an amazing job of it because you can see in the season two mandalorian stuff you can see a lot of the covid restrictions with the masks and stuff are all in place but it's kind of interesting to get something like this i think it's a good shout especially from big budget stuff like that Um, yeah definitely i think as well like you said, there isn't as much behind-the-scenes stuff because half the films nowadays are released on streaming services and they never have behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, you don't have a place to really release it. Apart from... Exactly. So. Is, it, is it Netflix or is it Amazon or is it Disney? It's one of the three big ones that you can click on and then you have episodes and then you have extras. I think it's Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney+, Plus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a nice integration. I wouldn't mind something like that on Netflix because they have the yeah. bit of trailers, don't they? So. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think they really film it for next, uh, Netflix productions. No, but it would be cool uh, to whereas see. Whereas the Disney stuff on there is the stuff that used to be on the DVDs and stuff like that. Yeah, true. Maybe for some older titles on Netflix, maybe, but... I don't yeah, know if there's a different exists. license in right, uh, rights or something. 
Yeah. And then my last little, uh, well, uh, my last of two stories is that uh, the Umbrella Academy Season 3, uh, Elliot Page shares a new set photo confirming that the film has started. Uh, the filming has started. Um, Excellent. Which is good because it left off on a pretty nice little cliffhanger at the end of Season 2. Yeah, we had casting for the Spyro Academy a couple of weeks ago as well, but I don't think I recognise anyone from the casting. Who's playing the floating cube? That's my big question. Uh, they have announced a voice actor for him. Uh, I can't remember who, though. Like that- I said, I, I didn't recognise any of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Remember that time of year when we had uh, Umbrella Academy and the boys at like the same time? That was a That was a good time of year, that. There was, like, so much stuff to actually watch. That was actually probably this time last year. Uh, kind of? The boys were September. Oh, really? That that late in the year? Why does it yeah. feel like it was earlier on in lockdown? I don't know. Anyway. I think you rewatched season one of Umbrella Academy at the beginning of lockdown. Yeah. And then my final story is Wendy confirms it's coming to the UK. <laughs> if you didn't know. What was that? Wendy's is coming to the UK, bro. The, the it's nothing. It's nothing related to film or TV. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like when you said it, I was like, "What's Wendy's? Is this a film that I've not heard no. yet?" But <laughs> you were like, "Wait, what?" The fast yeah. food chain what? Wendy's. I actually had to repeat myself because you were that shocked by what I'm confused by what I said. <laughs> yeah, Wendy's is coming to the UK. There you go. Brilliant. Like we need. Did you know um, we Wendy's it. put out a tabletop role playing game. Last year, and uh, Critical Role did an episode about it. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, they released a tabletop role-playing game. Okay, we need to get hold of this for Games Night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's basically just a modified D&D campaign. But, I mean, it's Wendy, Wendy's and... I've heard about this on the bloody um, Trapped Under Plastic podcast. That's a really geeky podcast reference, but I'm sure they've <laughs> talked about it on there. I appreciate it. Yeah, like it's like yeah. a, like a one shot, isn't it? And everything's like hamburger themed and yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. You've got like some mighty maiden that you're, like you're fighting alongside, and it's basically just Wendy. She's got like two pigtails and everything. <laughs> Amazing, right? Uh, that's it for news, mate. Uh, you got any other bits and bobs, or do you want to just jump in and chat about the trailers that we've had over the last seven days? Um, uh, Paddington Three is officially in development. Wonderful. We don't need to talk any more about that. <laughs> It's a great couple of films. If you haven't seen them, definitely check them out. Um, now that's 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 on to bloody. Oh, oh oh oh! Black Adam casting. Oh, okay, didn't know anything about this. Um, so we've had the villain being cast. It's Marwen Ken- Kenzari. <laughs> okay, Marwen Kenzari. He was Jafar in the live action Aladdin. He was also in the Old Guard. And he's been in a few other things. You would recognise his face if you saw him. Um, I don't know. I don't think we've got a name of who he's playing yet. No, I don't think there is. But I know who you mean. I just gave him a quick old Google A. Yeah, we haven't got a name for him yet, who he's playing. Um, But he is a good actor. He's definitely a good actor. Mm -hmm. Cool. Right. Uh, Trailers? Trailers. Trailers. Uh, play play that trailer trash theme tune. That old one. Let's go. Okay, first trailer, one that I just wanted to talk about super quickly, which came out today. Doors. So this is like a like low budget indie sci fi, but it's got some really beautiful shots in there. So basically, these random portal door things are opening up around the world. Um, and there's supernatural energies going on and stuff like that. You've got a bunch of school kids like investigating one of them. That looks like your Stranger Things stand-in. Okay. Um, but then you've got like almost it reminded me of um, almost like Annihilation or Arrival. The mm-hmm. other bits, um, mm-hmm. but it's got Josh Peck in. You know, Josh from Drake and Josh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was like. At one point, you see, like, petals and stuff, like, forming in this guy's helmet. And I was like, hmm, is there a portal opening inside that guy? And then you see somebody who is just a walking version of the portal. And I was like, ooh, this looks interesting. Okay, looks pretty out there. Sounds pretty Um, out there. Yeah. Um, Next trailer? Cruella. Yeah, this is a big trailer we can talk about. Yeah, this comes out in May, so it's 
just around the corner, really. So, um, didn't this feel more like a not. Harley Quinn trailer than what it felt like a Cruella Deville trailer? Everybody's saying this, and I didn't think that until everyone started pointing it out. I'm like, okay, yeah, I kind of get what they mean now. Yeah, it's definitely that. It's a weird. It's like a bit of a witch vibe, like almost like she's a bit of a crazy witch, like with like fire, which like burns her outfit and gives her a new one and. Yeah, that was very fucking cat piss never clean. Yeah. From... <laughs> I, I had to think about what you meant for a sec. Um, what are those films called? The Hunger Games. That's the, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's the correct one. Um, yeah, like we were talking to Lawrence about this in the group chat. Um, what's the fucking plot? I don't know. It, I know. Strange. I know it's a Cruella origin story, but that's... That's a that's like a an elevator pitch. Like that's a concept for a concept of a plot. Yeah, like, that's being like, okay, we want to make a hundred and one dimensions. Bro, the multiverse, bro, one hundred and one <laughs> dimensions. <laughs> Fucking Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. I'm in the fourth dimension of our third dimension, bro. Amazing. <laughs> 101 Dalmatians, there we go. There was only three in the trailer. I've never trailer. struggled. Yeah, there's only three. But it's like somebody like walked into Disney and was like, right, what properties haven't we used for a while? 101 Dalmatians, okay. What if we had a lot less Dalmatians? <laughs> and um, hmm, we've done everything else. Uh, Cruella's origin story? Okay, what made her so mean? I don't know. She was just <laughs> mental. That's the... She's just a bad person doing a bad thing, but what's the plot? Is there a heist going on? Who the fuck's Emma Thompson playing? The thing is, right, if this didn't have the 101 Dalmatians property attached to it, and this was just called, I don't know, just call the film Emma Stone or something, right? If the film was just called Emma Stone, and and you had none of that context to it, it'd actually probably be more intriguing. Because it's like, oh, this is, looks like a weird story about someone that's just a little bit crazy and goes out and da 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 da. But because you're thinking, this is Cruella Deville from down, like what? <laughs> you're like, it it does almost seem like Disney's Joker, yeah, like Disney's version of the Walking Phoenix yeah, Joker. <laughs> that's maybe what they're trying to do, I guess. Because it does but seem for, a but bit for kids. dark for Disney. Yeah, but for kids. But for it's, kids, it's it's still PG. Yeah. Um, yeah, Emma Stone's accent as well. I thought, like, because we didn't see her talk for a while, I genuinely thought it was Emma Stone overdubbing... Uh, not Emma Stone, fucking... Emma Thompson overdubbing Emma Stone. Yeah, Because <laughs> she be sounds fair. so British. She definitely learned a British dialect from Emma Thompson on set, I think. Yeah, I mean, the f- the film looks... The, the the film looks strange, but her acting's really good in it. Like, she seems yeah. like she's killing it. The set it. design as well, like, bringing back, like early 1900s maybe I, or like yeah. 1950s london yeah. london i don't think has ever looked so nice on screen don't you get kind of when it's at night and stuff don't you get kind of like sweeney toddish vibes like uh yeah definitely like tim burtony vibes from this a little bit yeah so yeah i think it looks, uh, yeah. looks interesting I'd, 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 i keep an eye on it yeah i think it's going to be one of them where it's going to come out and it's going to be absolutely horrendous or it's going to be surprisingly like yeah it was uh actually pretty good it there's I mean, not, it's there's not no, a stellar cast i'm just trying to figure out what the fucking plot is there's no uh <laughs> there's no context as to why she starts the film with no dalmatians and then she has 101 at the end but uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's definitely. I mean, where Cruella it never off. has a hundred and one. She kidnaps the one hundred and one. It definitely ends with her having a lot of a lot of dogs at the end of the film. It definitely ends with with her having dogs. Well, we've seen a set photo of her with three Dalmatians, like snarling and drooling. Like, um, that's not how they were in the film, the old films. Well, that's the thing, yeah, but she kidnapped, like, nice people's Dalmatians to skin them alive. Like, true. I, don't, I mean, when I'm, you think I'm about trying it to like find that. a plot for this. Literally, the IMDb, like, synopsis is a live action prequel about a young Quella Deville. I mean, when what's you, the plot? When you put it into she skins Dalmatians alive, that actually isn't a million miles away from how insane she is in this depiction in the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, so I, so I don't think she's going to have a lot of dogs. I think she, at the end, might steal those three dogs. Yeah. 
anyway, um, yeah, we'll keep our eyes out for that. Uh, what other trailer do we get? We have another two big trailers from this week, don't we? Yeah, so which one do you want me to talk about next? Because you said you wanted me to leave one until the end. Yes, Justice League first. Okay, Justice League first. Zack Snyder's Justice League. We can both talk about this one. Yes. Uh, we get a full two and a half minutes long. We see a lot of new footage. Amazing looks at Dark Side. Uh, we live in a society. Well, that they yes. must have known about that meme. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of all people to do it, Zack Snyder would kind of be the person that would, like make that as on the nose to put it in the trailer to have it as the one thing that the joker says in the trailer apart from the batman which was pretty good yeah, to be fair like it feels like it's society from- where honor is no more isn't that right batman. <laughs> it's like he's doing an impression of christian bale's batman but, yeah no but i feel like the word when he says batman I feel like that's probably been taken from uh, another part of his speech. But do you reckon he's like self-conscious of that meme? Like, do you reckon? I, I mean, think you've got so, to be. because this was from the this was from the reshoot. Yeah, he's definitely definitely aware of it. Now I it, did, it, yeah. it sounded like he was definitely doing an impression of like Christian Bale's Batman that everyone does. And I mean, we were right. We were right. It was definitely Nightmare Joker, wasn't it? hundred percent. But he's wearing a SWAT vest and he's got an assault rifle on him. You see that um there's a cyborg in the background at this bit as well. So yep. could it be almost like I don't know, it seems a bit weird, doesn't it? Is he going back into his own nightmare and finding out how to destroy Darkseid or So I think that nightmare scene that we saw originally was just like a premonition. Um but then we actually see it become true. Because like we saw him have that nightmare as Barry was like messing with the Speed Force and goes back to warn him. Ooh. So maybe it was like maybe like it was a premonition because he was so close to like the exit of the Speed Force mm. that maybe he had a premonition seeing forward. So that comes true, um, and then we probably will have Cyborg and Batman figuring out a plan with whoever's left of the Justice League, and then they send Barry back through the Speed Force. Ooh. Ooh, wouldn't it be cool if... Ooh, yeah. So you're saying I reckon that... we might have almost like, you know, like almost like an endgame moment where, like, they lose to Darkseid. So you're saying... And we get a bit of the apocalypse and then they have to rewrite it. So you're saying that the nightmare scene is actually part of the timeline? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Because that would make a lot of sense. Because you've got the whole evil... Well, I mean, you'd have to figure out evil Superman in there, I guess. But um, And then you'd have... Yeah, it would make sense. Because then you've got the Joker and... Ooh, I like your thinking, Chris. I like it. And then we, you'd get... We uh, might, so it might be that maybe in this version there isn't a Superman in that nightmare scenario. Yeah. It might be slightly different. and But then... When they realise that they can't beat Darkseid, then they have to go back and resurrect Superman. Oh yeah. wait, no, because when Barry goes back, he tells Bruce Lo- that he Lois needs is to save key. Lois. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon that might happen. You know, when we have the fight against Superman, mm. and like in the Just Whedon cut, um, um, Lois comes out of a car and that calms him down, doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe the first time he hasn't planned to bring Lois along. Mm. So he ends up like going rogue and or maybe accidentally killing Lois or something like oh, that. Oh well then he would never turn And up that to leads beat. to Dark uh, to the nightmare and then we go back in time and rewrite that and Lois is there to calm him down, like maybe as soon as he's like starts kicking off. Yeah, because he would never um yeah, then Superman would never turn up to stop Steppenwolf and Steppenwolf mm-hmm. would uh, destroy the, the world and it would look like how it looks. Hmm interesting it'd be cool if we get a new look at the um that flash suit that he uses to go back in time with do you reckon yeah well we saw behind the scenes we saw behind the scenes of a new flash suit and a new cyborg suit for the nightmare stuff so i'm hoping we get a large period in that nightmare alternate future do you reckon that's how it starts and then you have like oh it'll start in typical Zack snyder fashion where that'll be the very beginning and then you'll have um, like a big old intro sequence as they're going back through time, and it'll be like 
origins of um, every like fucking I don't know just Zack Snyder. I think it's probably going to start the same way almost that the actual one did, or like it's going to start at the end of Batman versus Superman. Parademon on the roof. What are these parademons? No, Where have no, they come I mean from? Uh, you know these slow mo funeral scenes and stuff at the uh, beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually quite yeah. excited for this. I'm 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 surprised that it's going to well, be four hours long. Um, but I am quite intrigued because yeah, there was definitely so much new stuff in this that looks great. And plus, you've got to remember, like Dawn of Justice was better as the as the Ultimate Edition, but it was just extremely long. So as long mm-hmm. as we get the same level of improvement for Justice League, you could probably, if you had the time and effort, you could watch the Ultimate Edition of Dawn of Justice and then watch the four-hour version of, <laughs> of Justice League <laughs> and actually have a good film at the end of it's, it. It's like, um, it's like when you sit down and watch all three Lord of the Rings films, extended cuts in one go. Yeah. Exciting, though. Exciting. Looking forward yeah. to it. Can't wait to talk Stephen about it. Steppenwolf looks so good now. Dark suit Superman. Like, yeah, there's so much better stuff in this. Yeah, and it kind of it it doesn't rewrite the mood of what you had from Dawn of Justice, and then going into that where Justice League was like a totally different mood. It feels yeah. like it's carrying that on, which makes it feel... And that's what we wanted from this DC universe, because it was dark, you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. dark and gritty, and that's what that's what it was all about. And granted, it wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but at least it was uh, it was what... It knew what it was. It was self-aware of its own genre. Um, right. There's one nice little bit of continuity that I want to mention quickly. You know at the beginning of the trailer where Superman like screams and his voice like echoes out? Yeah. Like, that's a new shot that we didn't see in Dawn of Justice. But if you watch Dawn of Justice back, that last scene, when he is getting stabbed, you do faintly see these shockwaves coming out. But, like, nobody really noticed it before, like, this really calls attention to it. Mm. So the amount of continuity that Zack Snyder's got for his shit is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last trailer. Mortal Kombat! This looks Whoa. brutal. This looks better than it should have been, but I mean the cast that they've got in it, like they've got like the best of the best from Buddy um uh, what am I thinking? From like uh martial arts films. I couldn't think of the term martial yeah, arts. Yeah. Like they've got like the best of the best coming in. Like the character designs look amazing. Like the paying attention to these characters actually are oh, the fights look really fucking cool. Oh bro, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Um we we got to see a lot more of the characters than we thought we were going to as well. Mm-hmm. So you've got Kano, Sonya, uh Scorpion, Sub Zero, Raiden, Jax, Liu Kang, uh Cole Young, uh Sangsung, Melina. Goro, Young Lao, Reptile, Goro, like so many, and we get to see some um, cheeky fatalities, finishes, some fatalities. They look cool. You freaked out, so we watched this trailer. Well, I watched this trailer, so I paused it for about half an hour and came back to it. And you came back to it just as Sub Zero was freezing that blood. How fucking sick was that? Uh, yeah, and the the forest scene where the blades go through the faces. Yeah, it's like it's not your cheesy. It's not your grandma's Mortal Kombat. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Like the the fact that they're just going balls to the wall with it and they're doing it properly, like it's just going to be such a better version than the nineties version. But I like how they're keeping true to the story and the tournament, and I like how it's it's not it's not done in a cheesy way because obviously you want it to be brutal, and mm-hmm. it look yeah it looks really cool. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm more excited now for it than what I ever have been to be honest, because of how my opinion of the Mortal Kombat movies are anyway, after what we've had released in the past. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looks good. Looks brutal. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for the characters. Yeah, looks cool. Absolutely savage. We got a load of trailers come out. Uh, Not trailers, posters come out. So if you want a closer look at all the costumes and everything, then check those out. Right, so you've been waiting, Chris. You've been wondering what my main topic was going to be. So, yeah. some would say Mortal Kombat 
is a you know it's a tournament right a showdown so to speak so what okay. better to talk about on the get real podcast the podcast where we get real about all of your favorite pop culture movies and tv shows <laughs> check us out on instagram at get real pod facebook at get real pod emails us get real pod uk at gmail.com and now that i have also your while we're talking about video games check out our other podcast get real gaming Oh, yeah. Hopefully they'll be talking about Mortal Kombat this week, or at least the trailer. They absolutely should be. They should definitely do an episode about DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat, because well, we've had a Justice League trailer and a Mortal League trailer. Well, you say that, Chris. <laughs> because not only... I mean, it's not DC, but I thought, well, why not take one of the big trailers from this week, slam it with one of your favourite franchises, put you on the spot for a fun little segment Ooh. at the end of this episode, and we do the Marvel Movie Showdown. Marvel Movie Showdown, Showdown, Showdown. So, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Thanks to SB Nation online, I have found... SB Nation to all its true fans, I think you'll find. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. You must be a true fan Sp-Nation. then, Nation. I have found a bracket containing all the Marvel movies to date. Uh, yes, all the Marvel movies to date. Yes, it includes Far From okay. Home. Yes, it is everything. Um, and you get to decide who the winner's going to be, Chris. Okay. So I'm going to go. Do you want to f- send me a link to this so that. Or no, we. I'm going to tell brackets, you. It's brackets, isn't it? It's okay. brackets, so it's quite easy to do. And you're not going to. When I'm not going to. It's not going to be my opinion, although I will judge your opinion at parts. <laughs> However, this is going to be you, the king of Marvel trivia. This is going to be your bracket and your ultimate winner at the end. Okay. Okay. So am I going like 100% my own opinion, or are we. Like taking everybody's wide, wildly renowned like opinions into it. Your opinion, just my opinion. Yes. Okay, and I will, I will also clock in if I agree or disagree with yeah. your opinion. Yeah, chirping. Are you ready? Yeah. So we've got what twenty three of these to go through. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, it's bracket, so it'll be dead quick. Okay. So I'm gonna start you off, Chris. Ant Man number one versus Thor: The Dark World. Uh, Ant Man. Okay, so Ant Man takes it there. Yeah, you didn't have to think yeah, about that. Yeah, the very Dark long. World is like during the rewatch. That was the only one that I thought was kind of dull. Yeah, there's some nice moments in it, like the like the battle on Asgard and the funeral scene were nice. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, the Dark Elves are dull and boring villains. Okay, so the next bit from this bracket, we're gonna do Ant Man versus Avengers Endgame. Um, what? So is it like winner stays on uh, until we get to the final bracket, and then I'll save it. So I'm gonna do this. There's four different trees of this bracket, so we'll do the winner stays on until we have to go to the next bracket. Don't worry, don't worry, mate. I've got okay. This down, don't worry. No, no, I'm just trying to think in my head how tournament brackets work. So end game versus Ant Man, easily yeah. end game. Okay, I agree with you there. You don't have to think about that at all. Nah. Next one is Black Panther versus Iron Man 1. Iron Man 1 started it all, and it is super charming. Black Panther has the better villain. They're both fighting yeah. evil versions of themselves. I'd say Killmonger it's a, definitely better. It's an interesting environment as well. Yeah, it probably looks better as well. Because it's a more modern one. Oh yeah, Chadwick Boseman. Like, I think the only reason that it's difficult is the fact that uh, that Iron Man started it all. Yeah, um, I, and Robert I, Downey Jr.'s performance in that first one was great. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a bit of a tough one. I would say Black Panther though okay. is the better film. Interesting. You've already gone off what the uh, what this tournament actually went through. Then that's an interesting move. Uh, which probably makes this a little bit of an easier one then. So you've now got Endgame versus Black Panther. For me, it's Endgame. Yeah, I, I again, I agree with you yeah. there. Um, I, I wouldn't have been mad if those two were the ones in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Panther's an amazing film, but Endgame is just the culmination of everything coming together. Cool. Okay, next bracket. 
So what's going to go up against Endgame? Ooh. It's right. probably going to be Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Uh, first Avenger, Captain America the First Avenger versus Doctor Strange. Captain America. Yeah. And then you've got... For me, I just I love Captain America's story arc in the three films. So. Yeah. Then you've got uh, Civil War versus Captain America the First Avenger. Civil War. Civil War has something a bit more interesting to say in its plot. Yeah, I agree with that. I get that. Uh, Homecoming versus Iron Man 3. Homecoming. Uh, The Peter Parker vulture dynamic in it is better. Iron Man 3 is... Forgettable? It's not... It's not forgettable. (laughs) It's, It's probably more interesting than Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Shane Black wrote it like the script is shit hot yeah um, but what was it going up against I said the other one uh, Spider-Man um, Homecoming uh, Homecoming Homecoming um, I just think was a really good film it's a good in- reintroduction of the Spider-Man character it's a good way of like yeah. giving him an or- giving him an origin without giving him the origin if you get me so yeah definitely and like it really grounded that character after we like we just thrown him into Civil War, and in between that and Infinity War, it was uh, it was a good place to put the character. Yeah, to be fair, it's weird that Spider Man's origin in this is kind of in the MCU is kind of introducing him to the Avengers, really, isn't it? Straight away, it's like yeah, an interesting well, way of doing it. That's not just the Uncle Ben tragedy. Yeah, well, we know all that happened, but we don't need to see it again. It's like Batman's origin. We mm. don't need to see his parents die every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't need to see Uncle Ben die again, because then they need to like pull out some amazing casting for Uncle Ben just to kill him again. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, and then you've got Homecoming versus Captain America Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, any day. Didn't even have Winter to Winter is one it. of my favourite films. Cold War thriller... You got Bucky's return. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The action in that film slaps harder than anything else. But does it that slap harder where... than Cap- Captain America: Civil War? Yes. Okay. Are you for me? Winter you... Soldier is better than Civil War. Okay, so Winter Soldier wins that bracket. And it it like. Civil War has like an important message about like governmental control and stuff like that, and it follows on. Civil War would have been nothing without Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier like setting up the whole thing of is it really freedom if you're just putting a gun to everybody's head and making everyone stay in line that way? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so good. Uh, when when Bucky punches that shield, that Ooh, collapse yeah. <laughs> still makes me. It still makes me. Hair stand on end when I rewatched it. I, Charlotte fell asleep, so I had to rewind Winter Soldier the next day to watch it again. And I watched that scene two days in a row, and both times I was shook. <laughs> Whenever you say something slaps, it just it just makes me feel warm inside. <laughs> right, uh, it do be hitting different. Your next uh, tree is Thor versus Age of Ultron. Thor one. Um. See, I enjoyed Thor one a lot more rewatching it. This is quite appropriate, I, to be honest. I've just thought about how appropriate this is because we've t- spoken quite a few times about your rewatch of the MCU. So it's yeah. almost like a good way of uh, accidentally a good way of uh, talking you through that and, and t- it. kind of ranking it. Yeah. yeah. So you did get to um, talk about it on the pod in detail, after all. Yeah. Um. I like Age of Ultron. It got a lot of hate, but if it wasn't for Age of Ultron, nothing would have been set up for One Division or Endgame. Like most of the setup for the rest of the MCU came from Age of Ultron. So I'm going to say Age of Ultron is better than Thor. Okay. Also, uh, when they bring Vision back, uh, when they bring Vision into it, and then like that ending fight on Sokovia. Like, yeah, true. visually is one of the coolest moments. Yeah, for sure. Um, one that I think is just absolutely no questions asked is Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy two versus the Incredible Hulk. Oh yeah, Guardians two. Oh, easily. absolutely. The Guardians. I, I films... do like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I like the way that the first third of it, uh, first third of it, is almost like a thriller, and the Hulk is definitely the villain for the first half of the film. Yeah, I like that. But Guardians two. 
is amazing. I love I both think Guardians of the, Two is better than Guardians One. Yeah, I love both of the Guardians films. They're like some oh, yeah. Guardians films, and then Thor Ragnarok are like two, like three of the best stand like not not Avengers films, but the best like standalone Marvel films. It's because like Taika Waititi and James Gunn, they can balance like comedy, action, and heart really well. Yeah. I think that's something that the second one does better than the first one. Is like that element of like heart and like the family aspect of it mm-hmm. um, really connected with me a lot more in the second one. I know a while ago, I don't know how you still stood on it, but I know a while ago you said that the first Guardians was better than the second one, and I I used to argue with you all the time. I was like, nah, second one's better. Yeah, I get that. Um, like Yondo's funeral, oh, still yeah, still true. has me crying. Uh, Infinity War versus Age of Ultron. Infinity? I would say easily because of how you feel at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. When Thanos wins. That's what I'm thinking. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, the last third of Infinity War. Actually, all of Infinity War. Infinity War is a good. Yeah, Infinity War. I do like Age of Ultron, and I like the fact that Age of Ultron is able to have more character arcs and character growths in it. Um, but that's just because there's too many characters in Infinity War, but Infinity yeah. War is it's epic. It's and massive. then you've already answered this one, but Guardians 1 versus Guardians 2. Guardians 2. Guardians 2. Interesting. So that means then Guardians of the Galaxy 2 versus Infinity War. <laughs> that's a tough one. Um... I would say Infinity War. It's yeah. more memorable. Yeah, that you've got to really, aren't you? Yeah, it's it's hard to beat. Like as an MCU fan, Infinity War and Endgame are hard to beat because they they were the climax. Yeah, it's what everything else is setting up, isn't it? So exactly. Cool. Uh, right, your last uh, tree before we go into the finals is Ant Man and the Wasp versus Captain Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel. Okay, what's your reasoning there? Um, scrolls. <laughs> scrolls. Um, I think the the plot's a bit more interesting. Like Ant Man and the Wasp. Like the whole thing with like Ghost is interesting, but it's such a small part of that film. Mm. Like the main villain ends up being Walton Goggins and. What was his name? Who's he working for? Like, it feels like it feels like it was just sort of setting up the quantum realm for yeah Endgame yeah um and maybe setting up the third one. I think the third one's going to be the best out of the Ant Man films. Mm-hmm. It felt like it definitely felt like an in between film. Yeah, um, yeah. I would, I would say yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Captain Marvel isn't a bad film. Loads of people give it a load of hate. It's not a bad film. I think it's vastly misunderstood, but... Yeah, Jude Law's really good in it. Eh, yeah, he's alright in it. I just don't think he's in it nearly enough to be a like compelling villain. Yeah, I'd say he's a more compelling villain than Walton Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> Walton Goggins yeah. is the same villain he is in Ant-Man and the Wasp, but he is in Tomb Raider. <laughs> Changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is. He just plays the slimy like businessman now. Yeah, the slimy rich businessman. Um yeah. Spider Man Far From Home versus Iron Man Two. Far from home. Yeah, I'd agree. Far from home yeah. is a sweet Mysterio film. is super cool. Yeah, the way they do Mysterio is really good. Yeah. Uh and just Spider Man's character growth in that film as well. Uh Spider Man Far From Home versus the first Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. I get that. I went, like, I watched Avengers so many times when it first came out that I kind of went for a bit and I was like, I kind of couldn't watch it for a long while because it was just a bit like, ugh, Mm. sort of thing. But I think I just burnt myself out on it and I was just seeing, like, some, like, downsides to it and stuff. Yeah. Um, But then, like, taking a break from it and rewatching it again, I was like, yeah, this film's cool. And then... so many cool callbacks to stuff. I, I imagine we're going to know the answer to this already, but Thor Ragnarok versus Captain Marvel? 
Uh, yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I, I watched a, a scene from Thor Ragnarok that came up on my feed the other day, and it was the one where they meet um, Valkyrie, and she's got Loki captured, and it's that mm-hmm. really that hallway scene where it's um, it, you know where it like does talking heads, and it like goes back between her and uh, Valkyrie, being like, "I'm going to join your team," and then it's Thor and uh, Bruce Banner stood in the hallway. And it's just like comedically angled, and it's just yeah. like how much more Thor is towering over Mark Ruffalo in that <laughs> yeah. bit, and he's like clearly stood on a box, and it's like yeah. it's just how they're like right towards the edges of the frame when it's, it's yeah. It I love 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 Thor Ragnarok. I couldn't get enough of it when it first came out. Definitely yeah. stands as I mean- one of my favorite Marvel films. I think the more I watch it, the less some of the jokes stand up. Like, I'm not laughing out loud. Like, I still appreciate them. Yeah. But um, it, it it kind of got to me a little bit that it couldn't have a single moment of brevity in the film because it just had to break it with a joke all the time. I was like, okay. But they managed to redeem it with, like, the flashbacks to Odin and stuff like that. Yeah, um, for sure. It, it's, it's just a good film. I don't think it's quite as rewatchable as some people say it is, but it is a fantastic film. Yeah, because that was first time that I saw it, it was amazing. Those jokes hit you the first time and they hit you so good because it's like, remember when we first watched it in the cinema and there was like so much laughing out loud? Yeah. And just moments of coolness. The one bit that sticks in my mind, which is a bit like, is the bit where hulk like jumps out oh well bruce banner jumps out the plane and doesn't turn into the hulk because it was so <laughs> obvious like, like the first time i was like yeah haha but now i'm just there like it just feels too on the nose i'm like okay, okay. yeah it's more like but, the bits of like just off the cuff like it's a lot of the improv to be honest that's quite funny yeah. in it like a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the way thor is in it because he's just so different in this film versus how he was in like age of ultron yeah yeah it's that like literally he just took a heel turn it like, turned in the chris time. hemsworth into a comedy actor as well it really did yeah. yeah um thor ragnarok versus the first avengers film uh for me it'll be avengers Ooh, okay interesting interesting right so you're in your finals Here's your semi-final. You've okay. got Captain America Winter Soldier versus Avengers Endgame. Oh, those two are going to head-to-head now. They're going head-to-head. Oh, I wanted that to be the final. <laughs> oh. Um. oh, this is the hardest decision. Because I think whichever one wins it is going to walk to the finish line. It is basically, yeah. Uh... It is basically for me. Happen. Like these are my two favorite. I should have asked you this like after I'd asked you the other side of the bracket. Oh, I can't ask you the other side of the bracket because you're going to know what it's going to go against. Right, Endgame is the culmination of twenty something films. It was the end of Iron Man's story. It finished Captain America's story. It's a huge epic of a film. Like, that final fight starts just after the halfway point. It's amazing how you don't get bored with just, like, slogging punch-outs for the end of that film. Yeah. Um, Captain America, though, has such a more important meaning to it. The characters get more development in it. Instead of just ending the development that's happened over 20-odd films, they actually have a character arc. So it Endgame you can't watch as a standalone film, whereas Winter Soldier you could watch by itself and still get everything from it. Okay. Um, I am going to have to ask you for your final uh, decision, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I can feel the pain. I can the feel... The fanboy in me wants to say Endgame, but the cinema lover in me wants to say Winter Soldier. But what does your heart say, Chris? Mm, my heart is saying be controversial and go with Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> um, go with what your heart says, bro. Yeah, I'm, do you know what? Uh, yeah, Winter Soldier. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> 
<laughs> to you. Like I said, it's a better standalone film. It has a better meaning to it. It sets up so much that's going to go forward for like so many characters. Black Widow, um, Nick Fury, Captain America, Bucky, and Falcon. I wonder how many Star it. Wars fanboys and girls we just lost off the back of your answer. Mm. Okay, right. What's Winter Soldier going to go fine. up against, bro? So you've got Infinity War versus the last, uh, the first Avengers film, which to me is pretty, pretty easy, to be honest. But yeah, clearly, I would say Infinity War. Yeah, I would have said Infinity War. Yeah. Right. So now you've got Infinity War versus Winter Soldier. Now, you did give Endgame. You did say that the reason that you would probably have gave it to Endgame is because Endgame you can't really watch without having watched Infinity War, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But could you watch Infinity War without watching the other Marvel films? Yeah, but it'll be a lot more confusing. Well, yeah, this is the thing. My, my girlfriend watched Infinity War and really liked it, and she's not a massive. She's not massively into the Marvel films, so hmm, this is a bit of a tough one. The original bracket had this Endgame versus Infinity War, which you guessed right at the beginning. Yeah, but now you've got actually got. I'll tell you where you actually picked differently. Um... I think you picked the first Avengers film instead of uh, whatever was before that. I've scribbled it out now, so I can't actually see it. Um, (laughs) And you picked Black Panther instead of Iron Man 1. Okay. Um, You picked Civil War instead of whatever Civil War was up against, I think. So, yeah. Um, What is it going to be, mate? What's going to take the crown? Is it going to be Winter Soldier or is it going to be Infinity War? I think for me, out of those two, it's going to be Winter Soldier. So Winter Soldier is crowned as your Marvel Movie Showdown winner for 2021. Early 2021. From those brackets, yeah. I would say Endgame would be number two. I I would re-watch... So you would put Endgame in where Infinity War was in that bracket, and you would have... Yeah, Endgame versus... Well, you did have Endgame versus Winter Soldier, and that was probably a yeah. harder decision. Yeah, I think... I would, yeah. I think in my standings at the moment, like, my top three, like, I would have Winter Soldier, Endgame, and then maybe, like... Infinity War? Civil War or Black Panther, and then Infinity War. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Like, maybe, like, top five or something. Cool. Right, well, that's it. That's all we've got time for this week. We've rounded it with a nice cap of around an hour. <sighs> Believe it or not, yeah. we started this uh, about an hour and five minutes ago without a uh, main topic for the episode, but <laughs> I've managed to pull one out. Did you enjoy that, mate? That was a little bit... I did, of, yeah. I did. Uh, yeah, it's like trying to kill your darlings. Uh, like... <laughs> It's like trying to choose your children at the end of the day for me, that. Yeah, and then maybe when there's been enough DC movies out, we'll can do a DC uh, DC movie showdown. Yeah, bro. Oh, there you go, cool. Uh, if I can find a, a bracket online that does it so I'm not being lazy enough. Uh, maybe maybe we could, maybe I could do this for Star Wars for you. Oh, you absolutely could. Because I've got I've got controversial myself. opinions when it comes to some Star Wars films. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's it. That's all for this week. Uh, let us Excellent. know uh, what your uh, top winner would be for the Marvel movie showdown, and also let us know what you think of the Mortal Kombat and the Cruella trailer and the Snyder Cut trailer. Uh, Snyder Cut is literally around the corner. It is less than four weeks away, I believe. Uh. Is it the 18th it comes out? So yeah. a month away? Literally a month so, away. Yeah, so. three and a half weeks because February is a short month. Get to slog out four hours in four weeks. That's exciting. How are we, Do we know how we're watching this in the UK yet? Uh... <laughs> is it still on the same HBO Max? I'm going to guess probably like 
a paid premiere on Amazon is I'm probably how we're going to sure get it. sure we'll be able to find a way of watching it, Chris. Uh, yeah, but I mean, how the world is going to watch it. I'm <laughs> sure we'll find a way we're of We're not going to no. promote any way other than the official channels. I'm sure there's a, uh, an official there's channel. There's a link out there somewhere in the world. Anyway, thank it's you very like much for checking out this. funny episode. post and you check the comments like links <laughs> links please links please uh, thank you very much for checking out this episode make sure you follow us on the socials at getrealpoduk um, at gmail.com for email getrealpod across Facebook Instagram Twitter uh, make sure you check out the Get Real Gaming podcast those guys are really good they do an episode every week releases every Wednesday um, two days after ours so uh, what's better than 100% more Get Real on your timeline eh uh, Chris, I hope they people... promote us at the end of all their episodes. I'm going to go have a listen back because <laughs> I'm going to make sure they bloody do. They yeah, better bloody well, do. Better, better, bloody, better bloody promote us. Uh... Yeah, the best way to support us, though, Sam. Oh, he's a step ahead of me. <laughs> I know what you were trying to say before I interrupted. <laughs> the best way to support the podcast, leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to us. iTunes, Spotify, follow us on there. Um, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to us, or if you want to go to Podchaser, leave us a rate and review on there. That should syndicate it to all the other different distributors. But the best way to support the podcast is to share us with a friend. Share us on Instagram, share us on Twitter, anything like that. Even just word of mouth. Tell two people about us. And yeah, that is honestly the best way to best way to get involved. Um, and yeah, let us know what you want to cover in the future. Um because it's a bit slow at the moment. There are releases coming out every week, but is it worth talking about? Space Sweepers wasn't worth a full episode on. Um, yeah. Let us know. Great. <laughs> All right, well, on that bombshell, we'll catch you later. See you next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye.